So this is a podcast for Thorax um, in relation to an opinion piece uh, entitled Pneumococcal Vaccination for Welders, which is available online and will be in print shortly. Uh, and we've got Professor David Coggan from Southampton, uh, the senior author of the piece uh, here, and Paul Cullinan on behalf of Thorax. Uh, and perhaps we can begin by, um, by you explaining what the clinical issues are. What are we talking about clinically? Yeah, the, the focus of this paper is an occupational hazard of infectious lobar pneumonia in welders and other occupations that involve exposure to metal fume. This is a, a hazard that was first recognized in analyses of national statistics on occupational mortality in England and Wales. Uh, it's since been confirmed by a large case control study of patients admitted to hospitals in the West Midlands with community-acquired pneumonia and also is supported by findings from studies in Sweden and in Canada. It's an interesting problem because it seems to be a, a short-term effect on risk. So you see the excess risk in welders of working age, people who have recently been exposed to, to metal fume, uh, but the risk seems to disappear once you ha have no, not been exposed for a, a year or longer. And is this uh, presumably not a problem confined to England and Wales? No, as I say, it's, it's, it, there, there is research demonstrating the hazard also in Sweden and in Canada, and there's no reason to expect it to be a, different in other countries. Can you tell me a little bit about the kind of or degree of welding that, that poses a risk? Would this be anyone who does a little bit of welding, or do you have to do a lot of welding? We don't know that. Um, the studies on occupational mortality have been based on information about occupation from death certificates, and there the record is made of the person's last full-time occupation. So the expectation if somebody is listed as a welder is that they've probably been doing that for some time, although it's always possible that there are one or two who, who might have only done it very briefly. In the case control study that was done in the West Midlands, it, it was employment as a welder or in other occupations involving exposure to metal fume, um, but we didn't uh, collect information about the, the duration for which people had been employed in that sort of work. I mean, is there a threshold below which there's no risk? Well, we don't know. Uh, that that information is lacking, that, that there may be a threshold. It depends really on what, what the mechanism is that gives rise to the increased risk, and that is not well understood. Now, I gather that um, this uh, piece of yours might generate some controversy, and I wondered if you could set the scene a little bit contextually. Yes, well, as I say, we, we're, we're not sure about the mechanism at present. There are a number of theories. One is that, that free iron acts as a, a, a nutrient for microorganisms, so people who are exposed to ferrous fume in the course of their work, uh, 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 that is in the lung and promotes infection. Another possibility is that, is that iron or other metal fume in some way impairs the, the body's immune response to microorganisms. Um, 
despite not being sure about what the mechanisms mechanisms are, the Joint Committee on Vaccination at the Department of Health, when it reviewed the evidence for a hazard uh, back in 2011, considered that it was sufficiently robust to recommend that employers should offer vaccination against pneumococcus to welders. And that advice was, was published by the Department of Health. Then subsequent to that, the health and safety executive stepped in and persuaded the Department of Health to um, water down its recommendation, saying that the, the primary method of controlling the risk should be by controls on exposure and that employers should only need to consider vaccination in situations in which the controls on exposure were not adequate. You're confusing me now. I thought you said earlier that there wasn't an established threshold. There isn't, um, and that's a problem with with the health and safety executives' approach, uh, as they ha- have made clear in, in subsequent guidance that they have published, there is not an established exposure response relationship for this hazard. Nevertheless, um, and I think quite illogically, they have told me in personal correspondence that they believe that uh, they know what controls on exposure are adequate and that if employers uh, achieve those controls on exposure, it should protect against all of the health hazards of welding. Thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about what your piece um, published in Thorax, um, how it illuminates this um, topic at all? Well, one of the points that HSE made in in response to correspondence was that they thought exposures to welding fume had gone down in recent years. That was a reason for being less concerned about the problem. And in our paper, we present an analysis of new data that have just become available on occupational mortality in England and Wales for the 10 years from 2001 to 2010. And that analysis shows that although the the proportional mortality ratio for pneumococcal and lobar pneumonia in welders is a little lower than it was in previous periods, there is still a significant excess of deaths um, from the disease in welders uh, and um, that, that deaths are still occurring as a consequence of, of this exposure. Now, the deaths are only the tip of the iceberg, and for every excess death from pneumonia in welders, there are likely to be many more cases of, of non-fatal infections, but some of them quite serious. And our concern is is that um, the health and safety executive, by, by watering down the Department of Health's recommendations, is actually um, failing adequately to, to control risks in an employed population. And you've made an estimate of the sort of numbers involved. This is over the last 10 years, is that right? That's right. Uh, In in the last 10 years, um, there were 28 deaths observed from from pneumococcal uh, and lobar pneumonia in welders as compared with 17.1 expected. So that's a proportional mortality ratio of 1.64 and it represents uh, approximately 11 excess deaths nationally. So not enormous numbers, but, but still important. 
Sure. And as you uh, mentioned earlier, this would be an employed, likely to be a relatively young employed welders. Well, some of them certainly will be because pneumococcal pneumonia can strike at relatively young ages. It's not just a disease of old people. David, maybe a slightly unfair question, but if you were a respiratory clinician looking after a patient who was a welder for, I don't know, for asthma or something, um, would you advise them to have a pneumococcal vaccination? I would certainly uh, advise them to think about it. Uh, If it were me, I would have it, because I think that that there is little, if any, risk associated with having the immunisation. And while the, the risks are relatively small, they're eminently preventable.